0: And welcome to day eleven of the Massive Attack Podcast, twelve days of Christmas specials. Specials. I'm Joe for the eleventh day in a row and with me as I'm usual still is Mitch. And you've picked tonight's episode.
1: I I have, yes. I picked the Invader Zim Christmas episode. Most horrible Xmas ever. Yes. Were you aware of Invader Zim before? I
0: knew of Invader Zim, but I don't think I'd ever actually seen an episode. I think I might have seen little clips of it while flicking channels, because I think it was on... Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, yeah, yeah, on here, on Foxtel, but it was interesting. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> bits of it I thought were very funny it was I, I don't know who the target audience for this is it's probably what it's teenagers teens, yeah. yeah
1: it was aimed for teens it sort of lost it did, rated well and critiqued well it sort of lost its audience later on and it missed out it, it did 42 odd episodes finished there were 17 that didn't get finished and there was meant to be a TV movie that didn't get done which okay. disappoints me horribly because I absolutely adore this show I, I can understand it being very popular among the college set in America like yeah. stoners I, in there I, getting very tripped out by watching
0: this bits of it reminded me a lot of say Ren and Stimpy when that first started mm-hmm. it, just the well, absurdity Billy West of it was
1: in the pilot as the okay. voice of Zim but he was too close to Fry like voice wise and yeah. they said oh no and they got someone else to do Zim which is great the person they changed to is fantastic even though I'm sure Billy West would have been fantastic as well the premise of Zim is he is an alien who is an embarrassment to a, a an alien colony fleet and that what they do is they go around destroying or taking possession of planets Okay. Now, he is an overzealous invader, and they sort of send him to Earth to get rid of him. Like, see, so yeah, they don't really want Earth. They don't really care. It's just like, go go there and get that planet for us. So, every episode is him essentially trying to kidnap or take over the Earth. A bit like Pinky in the Brain, which I haven't watched enough of. But in the same way, from memory, Pinky in the Brain, they almost get there most of the time. Like, his, his plans are pretty good, and they get close. You haven't watched Pinky in the Brain? Okay, no, fair. I haven't watched Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, so, yeah, so he's there. So, you've got Zim... And he's got a robot sidekick called Gur, who's idiot savant, maybe, or just an idiot, I'm not sure. But <laughs> it's, it, it's a very slow robot who gets distracted easily. There's one episode where he has to do something, and they're waiting, and it's like, where's all the computing power? And he goes, I took it out, why? I needed somewhere to store my cupcake. <laughs> and yeah, it just does silly stuff. <laughs> so you've got Gur, and they've got a floating mini moose. Which squeaks. That, that's Zim and his crew. His next door neighbour is a kid who knows he's an alien but no one believes him. Called Dib. And he just spends his time in most episodes trying to prove that he's an alien. And all the everyone else is non-believers. And he's the son of a scientist who does science. And has no time for his kids because he's too busy doing science. Now animation wise or style. Like artistic style is very um, angular, very cartoony. Yep. I mean, you've have I loaned you Johnny the Homicidal Maniac? I have, yeah, yep. I've read that. Okay, so this is conceived, designed by Juan Vesquez, who is a comic book indie comic book darling, basically, who created Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, which is a very you can see the tone is similar, yep. even though this is a kids cartoon show and a comic called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac doesn't really sound like you'd the person you'd go to for a kids show.
0: Yeah, okay. I was quite surprised when, when this first came out back, what, in 2000? 2002. 2002, yeah, mm-hmm. that that he was actually involved in doing a kid's show. I was like, well, I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, maybe we
1: should do a podcast later in. Maybe If we, we, we do should. comics, we should do him. A- Tony the Honest Homicidal Maniac, where it is a, he is literally a homicidal maniac. Yeah. And it's just—it's a strange comic, uh, absolutely captivating, and I, I adore it. But yeah, it's—it's it's hard to describe. We'll talk about it next year, I reckon.
0: Okay. So now that did, we've done that. So, did this start as a comic and then get turned into a cartoon?
1: No, no, no. It is an original idea. The, the cartoon, cartoon was it, and I think it's—I think it's genius. I think some of the humor in it. Uh, I don't know how much Vesquez was involved. Looking here, just as how many he wrote himself was quite a few. So it's very much—if you've read Johnny, you'll—you can hear his voice in the—in the show. Yeah. And in the same way that The Simpsons had the little one-liners that just sort of were there. Like, it's just a very surreal show in the best of times, but you just had to make it even more surreal. It would just do strange little asides or animation tweaks and just voice acting. It just There were levels that I just adore. Well, not, it's not so much levels, because it's pretty one-note in its yep. surrealness, but it, it's just... You don't know where it's going. When it, When you think it's going to go left, it'll go right, and... You sort of really can't pick it, where as opposed to The Simpsons, where unfortunately after twenty seven years, you you sort of know when left's going to happen and yeah. <laughs> right. So we'll quickly talk about this pilot. So you've got this Invader Zim who has who's trying to take over the planet. So he's trying to get money for foodstuffs. From Hearth Money. So he's collecting and he's getting gur to eat snow and no one's giving him money because of that. So they go, what have we collected so far, Mini Moose? Mean, and he looks in a box and there's a human heart. <laughs> and, and
0: a tuna sandwich.
1: Yes. And tuna t- sandwich has nothing. And the way Zim talks as well, he yells in... He'll say a sentence and there's random words in that sentence, which is quite... he'll yell at. Yeah. And he looks around and it's Christmas time, so there's Santa getting money. He's like, why is that jolly man getting all my money? So he, it, it costs him, but... Well, Runs him over. Yeah, and looks around, and there's a bunch of Santas around, all collecting money. It's like, why are they taking all my money? So he sort of kidnaps Santa, takes him back to his lab, and sucks all everything Christmassy <laughs> out of his brain to figure out what's going on, and makes a, a a symbiote robot suit. Yeah, with everything Christmas in it, and what he does because everyone's waiting for Santa to come back. In this surreal world they live in. And he sort of wears this symbiotic suit. And the problem with the suit is he, and everyone believes he's Santa and they're all going to do what he wants and he's going to teleport all of the Earth population to the alien invading ships back in his homeworld. And they all believe him, so they all go there. But the problem is they all wanted to hug. The kids wanted a hug of Santa. So they all did. And the suit sort of absorbed their joy (laughs) and was glitching on him. And he was becoming happy and jolly and friendly. And he glitched back going, this is wrong. The suit's got a problem. And he kept doing things to the suit to make it not glitch anymore. But the joy he couldn't fight anymore. And in the end, he nearly got everyone to go in the teleporter. But Dib, the next door neighbour, who knows Zim as the alien, found out his dad hated Santa because he wanted plutonium for Christmas when he was a kid and he got socks. And ever since then, he's devoted his life to helping humanity and destroying Santa. Yeah. So, Dib goes to try and stop Zim santa and he tells his dad and he goes i don't have time i'm doing science and he goes but it's santa i'm trying to stop him <gasps> santa here here's access to all my santa destroying devices that i've invented over the years so he goes off and gets this big mech suit and while this is happening santa ends up or the santa suit sucks in all the joy of christmas and it actually takes over and it becomes almost like the stay puff marshmallow man in yeah. in, in, in ghostbusters It just grows big and huge and the spirit of christmas but sort of becomes a bit evil as well so yeah sort of a giant gelatinous mass of Santa so you get this big mech fight between <laughs> a jelly, you know, Santa and Robot because Zim gets absorbed totally into it and loses control of the Robot
0: one of the things I did like though is that the bit where Santa was like trying to fire up the crowd and it was almost like a wrestling promo the way he was like oh brother you know, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the new world order of Santa and stuff and, and the kids sort of did the brother love back to him I love you <laughs> so I, I got a little bit of a chuckle out of that and just the fight itself between Zim and Santa I thought was really good it's surreal and, yeah. and much like when we talked about Astro Boy a few days ago with the overkillness there was like you know there's some giant laser cannon that they tried to shoot him with and just like in in Astro Boy but not quite the same effect but multiple rockets sort of launches <laughs> off his
1: shoulders but I mean and in the end Dib dislodges Zim out of the suit so he falls out the back and the, he's still fighting the Santa and he sort of sneaks away going mm, how do I get out of this so he dresses up as the Easter platypus yeah <laughs> And throws out Easter shrimp to people and says, oh, that guy killed Santa to destroy him. Yes, an Easter platypus. <laughs> it's, that's where it goes in Surreal and Strange. So, um,
0: I think maybe we'll be celebrating with the Easter platypus next time. I
1: think so. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just dig this show, and it's been ten years since I've watched it, and it's brought back some fond memories, and I dare say I'll be watching a few more over Christmas. Okay. <laughs> and look forward I think we do this again next Halloween and the Halloween episode is even freakier. No, alright I'll be looking there. forward to that Yeah.
0: alrighty well that's probably a nice place to wrap up today's episode and we're almost done with the 12 days of Christmas we'll be back tomorrow for Christmas Eve for day 12 and I think we've got something probably now I did say earlier in the piece that He-Man and she might have been our most commercial thing that we're watching but I think tomorrow actually takes the mantle for being the most commercial because we're going to be watching a community Christmas special from season 3 yep. so yes we'll be back for that Tomorrow, so stay tuned and we'll see you then.
1: I gotta go, gotta go before I do something
0: stupid. I gotta go, I gotta go, gotta go before I do something lame.